EU to force Apple to USB-C. Will it change in the USA? Let's find out. PS5 jailbroke, but will it play Doom? Microsoft Exchange exploit underway. What is not proxy and why doesn't Microsoft seem to care? Google breaks Chrome and this time it's permanent. It's Wednesday, October 5th, and this is The Brew House. I'm very excited for today. Over two years ago, I ordered a Rivian R1S, and today it is supposed to be delivered. And I have really enjoyed driving electric. Not because supposedly it's good on the environment. Honestly, I couldn't care about that. And I think the judge is really out if you consider how they have to mine to get the lithium. I like it because right now, it's different, and it's probably a taste of technology to come. It'll be bittersweet giving up the Model 3 for what appears to be worse charging options and no full self-driving. But if you listen to my previous episodes, you'll know that I really haven't been fond of Tesla's full self-drive, as it's been spotty at best. And after the last update, it is uh, working better, but not enough to keep it. My main concern is the charging options. Rivian Adventures Network isn't built out in my area, and in fact, it was one of the reasons they didn't want me to get the car back in July. So I'll be charging using ChargePoint at the 6.6 kilowatt hour or Electrify America at 100 kilowatt hour. This is the only reason the Tesla is superior. If they made an adapter that would allow them to charge other vehicles for a price, I think they would make a killing because Tes because Tesla really does have the best built-out charging network around. I did read that Tesla is testing this out in Europe, and I hope they bring it to the USA. It'll it'll really open up the possibilities. Now I want to preface or postface this with the car did arrive, and um, taking it out for a drive, and I did talk to the guy who delivered the Rivian, and he said that um, because Tesla took some government money, they have to turn over and. Uh, start allowing third parties to charge so i think you know once with the rivian with the with the supercharging i think it will, i think it'll be awesome and uh, i'm going to do a whole review episode on the rivian there's some things i like some things i don't like but all in all it's been a pretty good experience the eu the eu will force apple to uh, USB-C by 2024 and i think it's a magnificent development uh, we've been using these shoddy apple chargers and aftermarket lightning lightning chargers that are just terrible my phone will charge with this charger, but not with this charger. Or we've heard it from all Apple users. My phone will only charge with this charging cable. The Apple charging cables, particularly the lightning cables, have been terrible since inception. Not to mention, if you want to buy an Apple-branded one, break out the wallet from Reuters. The new rules will make uh, USB-C connectors used by Android devices the standard across, 27, uh, across the 27 nation block, forcing Apple to change its charging port for iPhones and other devices. It will also only apply to, it'll also apply to laptops from 2026, giving manufacturers a little longer to adapt, although many already use USB-C. I have a sneaking suspicion Apple won't give up their cash cow so easy. What if Apple switched to wireless only charging, forcing people to buy an Apple branded wireless charger? Or what if they just sell USB-C phones in the EU Apple won't give up that easy, I can promise. And I'm all for companies to have a freedom to choose in their design of the product, but when Apple is doing something so blatantly obvious as continuing to use their own standard instead of the one everyone else is choosing to use, back in 2021, robotics engineer Ken Pilonel uh, released a GitHub showing how to cut your iPhone and remove the lightning port and replace it with US USB-C. It obviously wasn't easy, but man, what a project, and it shows people want it bad enough to do it themselves. The PS5 is jailbroke. Now, I have no love lost for Sony. I purchased a PS3 back in the day with the promise that it would run Linux, and it did. A awesome, powerful, inexpensive Linux desktop. And it worked for a while. The Navy even had a supercomputer built with 1,760 PS3s, but then Sony just removed it, citing security concerns. 
I, of course, agree with that Sony has the right to do this, but it sucks for non-gamers who just wanted to use the PS3 as a computer to experiment with the GPU and just use it. Since Sony has made a concerted effort to keep uh, out home modders, back in uh, 2010 and uh, 2011, George Hotz, also known as GeoHot, released the private keys to the PS3 on his website. Sony responded with a lawsuit to not, uh, to not only GeoHot, but to every single person who viewed the website, YouTube, or any social media that had the private key. So yeah, I couldn't care less that the PS5 has been exploited, and I hope for future exploits. Now that the price is coming down, the PS5 is getting into the hands of people who tend to do just this. The PS5 exploit has hit the scene. The PS5 IPv6 kernel exploit discovered by PlayStation hacking god Andy the Flow Nguyen last month. Now, uh, now, now there's been a way uh, that's been implemented as tweeted out by the hacker SpectreDev. It relies on a previously known vulnerability in WebKit, the PS5's web browser technology that works on PS5's running firmware 4.03 and possibly earlier versions as well. The exploit works by having the PS5 access a web server housed on a local PC that contains SpectreDev's implementation of the hack. It apparently works around 30% of the time, giving users access to the console debug mode and letting them run software outside of what uh, was originally intended by Sony. This has, however, been patched on newer firmware. Keep hacking, you guys. Keep hacking. Microsoft uh, Exchange exploit is happening now. Microsoft has just been having bad luck with Microsoft Exchange. First, the proxy logon, which allowed an unauthenticated user to drop a shell on the server, which went unpatched for a while, but is now finally patched. I am aware of one large company in the area that was crypto-locked because of this exploit. The new vulnerability, while it is still required that you all authenticate, is just as bad. It allows an authenticated user to open a shell and easily get remote access into the network. Microsoft did release some mitigation, but it appears that it just simply doesn't work, and the same two vulnerabilities are still in use, CVE-2022-41040 and CVE-2022-41082. They can still be used to, to remote access the server. And now I hear what you're saying, but John, they have to be authenticated. Lest we forget, the weakest link in a computer network is the thing that's between the chair and the keyboard. And if fished correctly, you can get low-level access to the server. And honestly, phishing a user isn't that hard. I also want to admonish Microsoft for not speeding along this patch. It seems like they have an ulterior motive to not fix this and other exchange problems quickly. Like, you know, maybe getting people to switch over to Office 365 for that sweet, sweet residual money. This one most people might not know, but that ad blocker you love so much in Chrome may stop working next year. Google is releasing Manifest 3. Specifically, the change in Manifest 3 is in the, is in the web request API to block extensions from modifying data before it's shown to the user, which renders ad blockers useless. So in layman's terms, this means the hook that ad blockers use in the past to simply not download the ad will not work. As someone who has worked extensively with the web request API, creating content blockers for school networks, I find this troubling. Sometimes we block, sometimes what we block is like a post, maybe for some bad language or something harmful. And simply all we wanna do is pop a message to the user to basically make them think before they post. I tried a browser the other day without ad block. And I'll be the first to tell you that, that the internet without ad block is cancer. And I hope Google changes their mind, but I know they won't. Ad blockers hurt their bottom line. And with that, I'll leave it there for today. Have a great Wednesday. <laughs>